0: Alors Oui, c'est pris. comme tu vas
1: Je veux bien, que toi. Ça va. <rire> euh... T'es pas fatigué oh,
0: on... oh, Un peu, je viens de prendre une douche. parce que là, j'ai duré, là. Euh... Tu... Ça sera juste comme radio ou bien il y aura vidéo
1: Ça sera juste comme radio.
0: Ok, d'accord. Parce que je vais changer de, de site, là. Ok, ça va ouais. chez toi
1: so being, busy, 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 busy. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to graduate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I told you January.
0: January coming January. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, okay. Hopefully. ha. <laughs> Surely, you mean?
1: Mm. Oh, see, I forgot they're going in the background. Okay, so I mean, oh,
0: yeah, that's a uh, popular, popular at the church. We are singing, so probably that's why you are hearing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be also in the recording.
0: <laughs> Is it too noisy?
1: No, it's okay, it's not too bad. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, that's that's the way it is unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Otherwise we have to wait until the service is over.
1: <laughs> no. We already postponed this for too long. Let's get over it. So I can give you I can give you a little bit of like how the episode is gonna go. Um so we are recording yeah. a, we are recording a podcast. So it's it's not really an interview, it's more of a discussion. Uh, a discussion about what okay. you do, how you got interested in the field. So the questions are mostly like guidance, not necessarily, not, it's not really a script. It's just like guidance around the conversation. Um, so okay. yeah, it's going to be, I'm aiming to be 30 minutes, uh, the maximum mm-hmm. and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically will trim the video or edit the video yeah. uh however you want it when we are done recording, Either the things that you want to remove or the things that you wanted to, you want to add, we can try and figure out how to manage that. Um, so how's going to yep. go is I'm just going to give a short introduction. So just like, you know, short welcome, introducing myself and then introducing you and then we'll start. So we can always start with like an, an icebreaker. And then the way I decided to do the icebreaker is you're talking about your middle name. So I was asking, you, what's your middle name? So that kind of ease to the conversation. Um and then we can go with more serious topic and then Hello? ideally we we'll try to end with a more fun conversation about things that you do outside of outside of, of work outside of your fields because the goal is to show like a wholesome person like you know your interests but also your life <laughs> does that make sense? yeah Okay. yes <laughs> somehow what do you mean? <laughs> what, what's unclear? what's unclear? Uh...
0: No, it is clear. It is clear. Um, I just realized that the icebreaker is about my middle name and the file I sent. But you, you do know graphics.
1: your middle name, so, so you don't need
0: it. So, so, so I'm trying to get it to see what I wrote first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it.
1: Okay. So are you ready? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, we'll start then. Okay, welcome to Visibility STEM Africa podcast. Uh, Visibility STEM Africa podcast is a multi program where we explore the personal journey and scientific contribution of African researchers on the continent and beyond. In the stories, we get a glimpse of exciting science and its application for society. I'm your host, Ivan Kwame, and this is Visibility STEM Africa podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Christoph Kwame, who holds a PhD in Agronomy from the University of Florida in the US. He has about 25 years of experience in agricultural research for development in several African countries. Welcome, Dr. Christoph. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, fine.
1: Huh? I heard you had a very busy day. How was your day so far? ha ha ha.
0: So far, so good. Yes, I'm returning from a week break. So I had to uh, change activities, leaving the village, coming to town, and trying to prepare for Monday morning work.
1: Wow. You you are very, very busy, I see. So we like...
0: Uh, Somehow. Somehow.
1: (laughs) So we like... Here we start our conversation with an icebreaker, something very, very difficult. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, you know, what is your middle name? Do you have a middle name? And what if you do, what is it?
0: Yes, thank you, uh, Elaine. Uh, I do have a, a middle name. My middle name is uh, uh, uh I, It's a simple middle name that can be uh, uh, named after uh, our name Mm-mm. Let me start. Let me start. Over. <laughs> okay, <nice. laughs> yes, I do have a middle name. My middle name is Uh, mm-hmm. uh It has a nice meaning. Uh, it means that uh, I was uh, the third born in a succession of three bo- boys from my mother.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, that's a name. A, a female also can, be, can have the same name, uh, meaning that it would be the third born. The succession of three uh, females from the
1: same mother. Wow! Sounds so specific.
0: Hello.
1: Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. No, I was yes. saying that the description sounds so specific.
0: Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay.
1: Can you hear? Can oh, you I... hear me now?
0: Yes, I can hear you. As okay.
1: Well. So we can go right into the conversation. so we are very, very interested in your journey career. So we wanted to you know what's the genesis like how did you start in your field and what did you even choose your field?
0: Yes, uh, thank you again. I'm very happy to be here tonight to uh, share some of my my uh, journey into my field of uh, research, but also in my field of uh, farmers. Um, I was born in a cocoa farms. I started uh, working work in the farm before going to school. I started uh, enjoying the farm uh, environment with my parents. And uh, when I went to school, I uh, uh, was pretty much uh like the natural science and uh, after my high school graduations i went up to the university and uh I decided to uh, specialize in one of the agricultural fields so after my bachelor in uh in Côte d'Ivoire, i, I got a chance to have a scholarship to continue for a master and phd degree in the us Uh, about the African-American Institute uh, uh, Scholarship. Um, uh, So I uh, went to the uh, College of Agriculture at the University of Florida, where I got my uh, uh, Master of Science in uh, plant breeding from the University of Florida in 1987. Mm -hmm. And four years later, I did graduate from the same university, uh, got my PhD uh, in agronomy. Uh, after spending two years in Niger to do my field work, wow! Uh, so I should say that uh, my childhood uh, uh, shaped uh, my decision to work in agriculture. Mm-hmm. It's also shaped my my uh, my love for that uh, field of mm-hmm. work, and what uh, makes me uh, someone who is passionate for agriculture.
1: You talk a lot about agriculture, so what? difference
0: between agriculture and agronomy? Agriculture is the large field of uh, uh, science techniques, that uh, uh, science and technologies, that will uh, allow the production of plant, but also of uh, animal products Mm -hmm. for the sake of uh, 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 livelihood of human uh, being. Mm -hmm. Uh, livelihood, meaning that uh, we can benefit from it in terms of nutrition. We can also benefit from it in terms of uh, 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 environment. And we can benefit from it in terms of uh, 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 bringing some light in our life. Agronomy is another field of agriculture, but dealing with mostly with uh, plants. That uh, a combination of uh, uh, technologies and scientific discipline that will allow the production of plant products uh, for food, of course, food for nutrition as mm-hmm. well. And also, uh, those plants can be used for a specific purpose in terms of uh, restoring some environment that are degraded, yeah. but also in terms of uh, 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 use the plant for, let's say, uh, some recreation fields. So, uh, but add some uh, beauty to our environment and uh, make life very nice if you know how to use the plants around
1: uh, your living environment. Very interesting. So, i have been interested in um, working with Cocoa Plant or are there other plants that you also work with? Yes.
0: Uh, when I start uh, working in Cote d'Ivoire, I... Start work on vegetables. Vegetables are, 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 are some crops that are used for uh, for consumption, mm-hmm. mostly uh, fresh. It could be vegetable. It could be the leafy vegetables. It could be some fruit vegetable as well. I uh, did some uh, breeding work on okra, uh, that, uh, an indigenous vegetable that is grown in Cote a lot. Mm-hmm. I also work on paper. Uh, species that are grown in Côte d'Ivoire as well. And most of our work uh, led to the selection of uh, varieties that are today being used in Côte d'Ivoire, uh, basically. In addition to that, we also uh, get the chance to work on some uh, uh, legume crops like uh, uh, soybean. Mm-hmm. And for soybean, it was a nice experience because uh, it was part of a bigger development program whereby uh, the agroecology of the savannah zone was introducing soybean was introduced in that agroecology to make the livelihood of the farmers in those areas but also to be sure that uh, uh, the value chain of soybean will also bring uh, enough resources to not only the farmers but also uh, the country as a whole so, as you know, you might know, uh, soybean is not a local crop in Cote d'Ivoire and West Africa. In oh, really? Soybean, yes, it was introduced. Mm-hmm. So, through some of uh, our scientific collaboration with some partners in Brazil, Ambrapa from Ambrapa. Ambrapa is the National uh, Brazilian Research Institute, but also with some scientists based in Nigeria at IIT, where they were working on soybean Our main role was to introduce a variety of breeding lines so that we use them to evaluate them locally uh, that allow us to select some uh, context specific uh, line that are adapted to our specific environment. Mm -hmm. And those varieties were proposed to the program and those varieties were grown in the program to make uh, the production of soybean possible in Côte d'Ivoire so uh this, those are some of uh, the crops or plants on which we initially we start working when we join the field of research i see so
1: yeah so so yes. does does introducing new crops does that affect uh like native crops like how, how is that easy to do is that something that is commonly done in agriculture Or what are the considerations that um, people need to think about as they're introducing new crop in the the native area, I would say?
0: Yeah. Actually, uh, it uh, depends on the area where we want to introduce it. Uh, Usually, uh, I indicated that uh, uh, the main objective for introducing soybean was to develop a nice agricultural program in the savanna Agroecology of Cote d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. In those areas, introducing soybean that can be used at, on a small scale, but also on large scales, where the program want to produce soybean on a large scale, uh, mechanized uh, technologies to produce those crops. So uh, uh, from literature, we know that some countries like Brazil, a lot, even the U.S., we are producing a lot of mm-hmm. soybean uh, using uh, uh, much more advanced technologies. So the idea of the program was to do the same way, to produce soybean uh, on a large scale so that you can uh, have some uh, 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 entrepreneurial farmers who will be able to manage the farm machinery, mm-hmm. will be able to produce the crop, and will be able to sell good quality soybean. As you know, soybean also is a, uh, we can process some oil from soybeans. So not only the farmer will benefit, but the industry Mm -hmm. of producing oil will benefit from that. And as you know also that the the powder of soybean uh, is highly nutritious for kids and also for uh, uh, adults uh, like you and myself. So on the whole, the decision to enter it was based on the value of mm-hmm. our crops and on the uh, opportunity to to to, to develop uh, uh, the productions in those agroecologies, and in so doing, uh, we can uh, bring more prosperity for the farmers and from some of the industry that can uh, be developed together with the productions. Wow, that's mm-hmm. but, how the decision was taken, okay. but it does not affect other crops because other crops will be produced the same way as they are produced.
1: That's very interesting. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we see that. Uh, I can see that. You know, agriculture is so important, obviously, because we own foods, we eat foods, Uh So agriculture has definitely uh, plays a big role in our lives. But also in terms of like development. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about. You know how those decisions also impact farmers, also impact the industry. So in general, we see that um, your field uh, agriculture, especially, uh, intersect a lot with developments. So can you tell us a little bit about how um, policy or practices in your field can actually impact development of a particular country? Because you said you've been working in West Africa for a while now of how you know some of your work has impacted uh, policies in, in, in several African countries. Wow, that's a big <laughs> one. <laughs> just give us one, just give us one <laughs> one example or like a, one <clears throat> success story or maybe also one sorry, sorry that you didn't go the way you planned. Because I'm really interested in figuring out figuring out how basically the, the decision you made impact policies
0: mm-hmm. yeah let let me let me uh start by saying that uh, we are mostly uh, uh in our experience we are mostly doing some applied research meaning that uh we need to uh get results quick to solve some uh, uh challenges that the producers are facing and uh to do so i think uh we we work with uh, development partners meaning that uh, development ag- agencies with specific agenda if for example uh, we take the example of uh, leafy vegetables in uh, west and central africa in mm-hmm. general uh uh i got the opportunity to work with uh, uh AVRDC the world vegetable center and now uh, the program was aiming to develop the seed system of those local vegetables. The local vegetables in uh, uh, the whole of uh, Western and Central Africa are produced almost everywhere, mm-hmm. but they are produced in a way that uh, the farmer will produce his own seeds. And uh, the varieties, uh, we call it the cultivated varieties, are not well uh, uh, reproduced. And our program came in and was able to uh, evaluate the performance in terms of nutritive performance, nutritive values of those uh, uh, crops that are, of those cultivar, indigenous cultivar that are being produced. Mm -hmm. The program evaluated the performance and through uh, mass selections, the program was able to uh, uh, identify the uh, the elite uh, varieties, And uh, once both varieties were identified, we team up with the private sectors, the seed companies, to promote the production of seed of those materials. In so doing, the business people like the seed industry Mm -hmm. can produce the seed of the selected indigenous vegetables and make a, a business model that will allow them to produce the seed to sell the seed and will allow the farmer to get the appropriate quality seed for the the vegetable productions. If we take a crop like uh, a vegetable crop like tomatoes, a lot of work have been done on tomatoes in the West, in developed countries. Mm -hmm. If we want to grow tomatoes, you know where to go to get the seed that you want, that is suited to your uh, Mm -hmm. area, and you produce but when you take uh, an indigenous crop like amaranth, mm-hmm. you know, you cannot proceed the same way as tomatoes. Yeah. So our effort was to develop a seed system for those, uh, let's say, neglecting mm-hmm. uh, species yeah. that are used locally for nutrition and also for livelihood in general. So uh, by so doing, working with government agencies, working with private sectors, those a relationship allow the application of the recycled products as soon as they are available. So uh, it was decided, I think uh, our interventions allow at least the marketing of quality seed mm-hmm. selected from, uh, 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 from selected uh, uh, leafy vegetable varieties, local varieties that are being produced today in West and Central Africa, depending on the countries actually. Uh, Shall we? uh, uh, Our work today is in the cocoa value chain. Mm -hmm. Cocoa, as you know, is a commodity crop. Uh, West Africa alone produces more than sixty percent of the cocoa that is marketed in the world. Yeah, and this is a very important communities for uh, a million of farmers in West, in West Africa, mm-hmm. but also the communities is in terms of role in the national economy, it is a high value, I should say, it's the engine of most of the national economy, uh, especially in Cote d'Ivoire and in Ghana. Wow. Today, uh, we are implementing a program With the objective to uh, restore the landscape of cocoa. Why do we need to restore it? We need to restore it because over the years, cocoa has been produced at the expense of forest.
1: Mm.
0: And today, there's little forest left. Most of the farms are old. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years, the soil also has been depleted in major nutrients for cocoa. So uh, the need for restoration is highly demanded by the sector, by the actors, by the policy, by the developed agencies, by the government. In addition to that, we have some diseases that are wiping out our cocoa orchards in those countries. So restoration uh, through the development of uh, some kind of uh, cocoa agroforestry system has been seen as one of the best ways to restore the cocoa landscape uh uh, in the country where we are working so uh our role was to uh in collaboration with the the national agencies to select the appropriate cocoa companion trees Mm -hmm. that will be that can bring some added value to the landscape Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to work with the farmers we have to make sure that the trees that are selected will not uh, compete with the cocoa. We have to make sure that those trees will also bring some values in terms of uh, uh, recycling the nutrients from the deep soil, in terms of uh, producing some local fruits that will uh, help the farmer to diversify the resources. But in addition to that, those fruits can also uh, improve the nutrition of the farmers, but also uh, uh, will be a way to uh, market the product for additional resources for the farmers. Mm-hmm. So uh, in other word, we say we have to select the right trees yeah. for the right purpose and plant those trees where they should be planted. So uh, uh, this is uh, the investigation that we are doing right now. And uh, our approach Is best to uh, uh, develop some uh, uh, farming system Uh, 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 we call the cocoa agroforestry uh, system Mm -hmm. that will be uh, that will allow the cocoa to be produced over long term.
1: Yeah.
0: That will uh, sustain the productivity of the cocoa. Yeah. But also will bring some environmental value in terms of uh, carbon sequestrations because uh, the forest on which we depend for the carbon sequestration is very, very reduced. So by developing Mm. those uh, 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 productive landscape in the cocoa or landscape in the cocoa production zone, Mm -hmm. we are addressing multiple challenge and we are making sure that uh, we have a sustainable uh, uh, supply of chocolate because as you know, uh, cocoa is processed to produce chocolate, and chocolate is uh, uh, is some of the uh, candies or some of the product that is uh, uh, used by many, many, many people around the world. Yeah, We say here that without the cocoa farmers, you cannot have chocolate. So to have a <laughs> cocoa farmer all the time, we need, we cho- need <laughs> to have a chocolate all the time, we need to make to sure that the, the work of the cocoa farmers Will be productive. We we'll make sure that we we'll have enough cocoa on the market to produce
1: with chocolate. Wow, that would be that should be your campaign. Like instead of saying save cocoa, you can say save the chocolate. <laughs> I think people will definitely relate with chocolate more. Um, yeah, very, yeah, that's
0: true. That's very,
1: true. It's a very very interesting story. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I was really also curious about sustainability. You mentioned. Thinking about in the context of climate change, uh, any of your restoration Maybe. plan being adjusted to, you know, prediction from, you know, other models that we have out there in terms of climate change, especially for the African continent. Are you taking that in consideration in your, um, your plans for restoring cocoa land?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, uh... Climate change, uh, uh, as we say in our area, is a reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, in the cocoa world, there have been recent studies that shows that uh, in, if nothing is done, uh, the area uh, where we produce cocoa will be shrink, shrinking, will be reduced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because the climate will be so bad that we will not be able to produce cocoa everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: This is, once again, uh, the beauty of uh, the approach we are promoting uh, uh, in developing some cocoa agroforestry models. Mm -hmm. uh, Because uh, uh, by introducing the trees, we can also cope with some of the climate challenges. The trees can provide some kind of shade Mm -hmm. to the cocoa during a young age. The trees can also be a buffer, a climate buffer Mm -hmm. For the, the cocoa plants to be able to survive, to be able to remain productive, and the trees can also uh, bring some um, adaptation mechanisms for the whole landscape. So,
1: um, uh, uh, so you're saying that the, your plan already so, takes in consideration climate change. So your 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 model of uh, uh, saving cocoa land is already going to provide. Kind of slow down the impact of climate change.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um...
1: Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I'm I'm really happy that uh, we are as Africans are thinking about climate change and are implementing that uh, in our in our work and um, our models. Like some of the work that you do. We yeah, almost to the end of our conversation, and uh, we always like to kind of end with a more on the lighter lighter side uh, i guess my question for you to end will be what have you enjoyed the most in your field Is something that you are really you are really happy uh, about your field
0: <laughs> i think that's the teamwork spirit um in our field because uh uh uh, uh It will require uh, collaborations, it will require partnerships, it will require a team to be able uh, to implement, to tackle most of the challenge uh, that our our, our field is facing. So uh, at the end of the day, how many partners have you been able to mobilize? How many students have been able to to involve in your work, how many uh, uh, farmers will benefit uh, from what you are doing? Those are uh, some of the, the, the passion we have in doing our job. So we love, we love that. I love that myself. Uh, uh, of course, once you put up a scientific publication that will be used by other peers to 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 build on. Mm-hmm. But also uh, another passion, another thing that all scientists appreciate. And uh, again, for me, the, the team working spirit is uh, one thing that I will consider as very important for uh, the type of work, for the field of research, for the, field, the type of work that we are doing in our scientific uh, research for development uh, in our institutions.
1: That's nice. Well, we have time for one more question, actually. So, I <laughs> think we can end with challenges. Um, you can uh, Are the challenges, like, currently in your field? And have you also thought about some of the solutions that can be brought up in, uh, in order to uh, overcome these challenges in agronomy or agriculture as a whole?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh... <clears throat> I think there are challenges, challenges uh, facing agriculture in general, challenges facing the, the agronomic fields in terms of uh, 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 funding, funding uh, research program are the main challenge that I can see, especially in the National Agricultural Research Institute. Uh, solutions for those challenges exist. I think, uh, Uh, we need to uh, continue training young scientists Mm -hmm. who will be able to join those fields and uh, continue the work, but also make sure that through them, uh, the solution for a more productive agriculture, a more sustainable agriculture, a more environment-friendly agriculture will be uh, uh, promoted. Uh, Solutions in terms of... uh, 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 writing developing convincing proposals that are funded by partners mm-hmm. to be able to be implement to solve some solutions to solve some challenges those resource solutions exist also and uh, here again i should say that uh, it worked fine with international research institute but uh, it doesn't work so well in terms of competitive uh Uh, research proposal development with uh, most of the national agricultural research system. Uh, There's a model in Côte d'Ivoire that also uh, looks, uh, appears to be uh, an exciting solution. In Côte d'Ivoire, they do have uh, FIRCA, that uh, in French stands for Fonds Interprofessionnel pour la Recherche Mm -hmm. et le Conseil Agricole. It's a fund that is set apart to support research and extensions programs in Cote d'Ivoire. And that is, uh, the resources are generated by the value chain of a major commodity crops for the agricultural crops in general. So it's like a levy that is collected by the, for the fund. And that fund is used to support research through some competitive bids, through some uh, Uh, contractual agreement between the funds and the National Research uh, uh, Institute for depending on the qualifications, depending on the problem to solve, they will be contracting either university scientists or the National Research Institute scientists or international research scientists Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, this is uh, a, a way to mobilize resources to support research. Uh, this is a way uh, that will allow uh, 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 sustainability in the funding system of the research. And we can think of such system be promoted, be expanded so that the levy for research can be collected from uh, uh, sectors beyond agriculture, but sector that will have some impacts on the environment where we produce agriculture. Even Applied to the mining system, so uh, this is very encouraging. I think that uh, uh, this way of uh, mobilizing resource for research is the way forward for uh, most of our countries in Western Central Africa. And you know, to to finish, you know, when you look at the research budget in many of the African countries, mm-hmm. it is less than one percent of the growth. Uh, uh, the gross domestic program, the yeah. whereas the African Union has set up a, a, a level so that advising the country to mobilize to to have at least one percent of the gross of a budget to be uh, 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 to be supporting research uh, uh, in the country. Mm-hmm. We cannot reach that level, so there are some uh, additional effort to be made to be sure that our research will be supported by the policies and those are, those kind of dialogue also need to be uh, 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 engaged with the policymakers. And uh, using the example of Firca, I think we can reach that level through uh, the mobilizations of additional resources beyond the traditional fields that is the case right now.
1: Wow. Wow. You, you just dropped a lot of gems for our audience. So thank you so much, Dr. Krista. Uh, thank you for accepting my invitation and really thank you for sharing your wisdom uh, with us. So we are done for today. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. you. Wow.